Okay, here we go. Sabotage. You ready? I'm ready. Sa bo taj. Sabotage. Okay, ready? I can start trying to go. Right, I'm ready. Just like I was before. Okay, here we go. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. You like Trader Joe's? Uh, I, yeah, I went there. Try those, too. Right. They're delicious. A little mini cookies. Oatmeal, crispy oatmeal chocolate chip. It's like Whole Foods, except for not as much of a uh, dick organization. Whole Foods is a bad organization? Uh, they don't treat their people well? Is that what that means? They don't treat their customers well, Ian. Well, then how do they exist? Because their customers are gluttons for punishment. Uh huh. Now I understand. Uh. <laughs> a truck outside. Oh. An entire truck. A whole truck. One All whole right, truck. What are we doing here? We can just sit on opposite sides. And Let's do this. Something. Yeah, that'll work. Street King style. Yeah. Am I right? Like that, like that other David Ayer movie? Yeah. <clears throat> so welcome to the Futile Podcast. And uh, we're doing our uh, thing here. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about, uh, from 2014, yeah. what was it called? Sabotage? Don't pretend like you don't know. No, I just... Why was it called Sabotage? <laughs> this movie was a train wreck. I'm going to get that out of okay. the beginning. Listen. This was the kind of train wreck where... If we were watching it at home... And no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I don't know if I'm capable of doing this right now. <laughs> Do your best. Just okay. A David Ayer film mm-hmm. is already a whole league ahead of other films. Am I right? I would say by because, and large. I because, like, because let's he's do, got let's this, do a he, recent... Um, I didn't see Harsh Rome. That was his. Harsh right? Times. Harsh Times. Right? Harsh Times was very good. Uh, I Harsh did, Times. I did like uh, End of Street Watch. Kings. You see Street we, Kings? We saw Street Kings together and did a podcast. Okay. End of Watch was very good. I liked End of Watch a lot, actually. End of Watch was the kind of film that I could watch with my estranged wife. Okay. We both liked very much. Well, the ending it. sequence was super intense. It was fantastic. Too. Yeah. Because you cared about the characters. Yes. Uh, Street Kings was the same way. Except, well, you didn't care. Who did? Uh, who did eighty-eight minutes? Who was that? Was oh, that him? No. No, that was your boy. Uh, uh, the don't guy, say my the, boy. The guy that does. Uh, uh, don't say my boy. The guy that does. Uh, it was another cop fried guy. Green tomatoes. No. Oh yeah. Eighty minutes was the hack guy that did. You're right. It also did. Gosh, uh, dang it! Did the I was one with, thinking did, it was him. With, with De Niro and. Uh, You're and right. You're right. Dennehy and. You're just naming and eighty-eight minutes. minutes. No, no. Dennehy and De Niro weren't in it. Oh, minutes. oh. Uh, the other was, one was with them was uh, Requiem or something. No. Some with an R. Uh, something. Yeah. Retardation. Which was awful. David Ayer did, uh, he wrote Training, Training Day. Day. Yes. One of my favorites. Yes. Which Anquan Fuqua directed. Uh-huh. I'm right. Uh, Ayer has a WW2 tank movie coming out with Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, some other people. That'll be good. Yes, it will be good. Ayer hasn't done anything bad, in my opinion. What it, What was that about? What was the face about? 
I just David this, Ayer. This was a listen, step down. Can we agree? This, this was, was not. A step down? No, it was not. Sorry, this was not a step down. Right. It was not a step down. David Ayer. No, no, it was not a train wreck. It was terrible. However, okay. Then we're on. You get you get someone named David Ayer to write it. And he he co-wrote it. it with some guy named Skip or something. No, no, no. Uh, Skip Woods, right. who also wrote something important. Hang on a second. Let me find out what. Okay. Well, I'll, I remember I'll the name. Some, I'll do some basic. I remember filling. the name. No, 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 no editing. Let's go. Here we go. Well, no. I mean, while you while you look me, that up, let me buy tax. I can. They're sexting. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. I I mean. <laughs> so you just want dead air? Nope. No dead air. Well, I was going to talk. Dead snow. Dead snow. Deadfall. Deadfall. Death dead watch. Dead calm. He didn't do dead calm. Dead shot. Skip. Woods. Oh, there. Skip. Wood. Woods. Send it out. Skip. <laughs> Woods. So where are we at? Skip Woods. Oh, I didn't do anything. What? What? Do you need skip four G or whatever? Woods, I do have four G. Gosh, dang it! Skip Woods. He wrote Swordfish Mm -hmm. and Hitman, right? And he is uh, formerly a partner in Wetworks Tactical LLC, which was a weapons handling and tactics consulting firm with formal arms. Former I get it. Armal special army special services member. Okay, whatever. So he he's hang on, hang on. Swordfish, man. Hitman, X Men right. Origins. Oh, he wrote X Men Origins Wolverine. Very important. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the A Team. This guy's a major screenplay guy. A Good Day to Die Hard. Remember that? That was the fifth one in the series. I didn't see that one. Sabotage. Whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa. What we just talked about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. About Agent Forty Seven. That's a sequel. That's a sequel to Hitman. What the hell? <gasps> he wouldn't be in it, would he? He's too big now. He's 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 got art cre- artsy no, credit from. No, uh, no, no, no. I don't think he is in it, right? Cast no. Rupert Friend. Who the hell is Rupert Friend? That's not Timothy Oliphant. He's the new Hitman. Hit, Hitman. Rupert, Rupert Friend. This is the new Hitman. He looks just like Timothy Oliphant. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's only he's very young. Yeah, he is. He's thirty two. He's younger than me. Ah, uh, Zachary Quinto was in it. Your boy. Spock. Yeah. The gay guy. He's Spock gay. Liar. IRL. So here's the thing about uh Sabotage. It's your basic David Ayer film. With Skip Wood's uh accoutrement. Eh, with uh No, oh, it was terrible. It was so bad. It was a train wreck. However, no, it was not a train wreck. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger, formerly of terrible roles, where he elevated films that were made out of garbage, Mm -hmm. and then also lessened films that were better than what he was in, because he was garbage. Okay. At this point, he was put into a film. He was put into a David Ayer film. Right. A trashy David Ayer. Yeah. Uh, nonsensical cop DEA... Uh, Gore Gunfest. Uh, mm. And they put him into his old persona. Not not the oldest persona. The oldest uh, Arnold persona was an everyman who never did anything wrong. But then was thrust into a sequence where they he had tried to kill, to kill him. Where he, yeah, they tried to kill him, and he had to kill forty-seven people to yeah, get his daughter. But he killed them, right? Or his wife, or to clear his name. For a minute there, I thought that However, was the same cabin from Commando that he was at. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? John? However, his name John. Was he? His name John. Okay. However, so Commando Two, what we're talking about right post, now. Post, um, post like Eraser, post Eraser. I think everyone looks at Eraser as the last good one. Because it was after True Lies. I, I right? watched Eraser recently. It's not it was, great. But it's, it's not it's, good. It's fun. It's not good at all. It's still a lot It's of not fun. good. It's not, it's not even fun. It's terrible. Eraser was bad. Jimmy Conn? Recently watching Eraser and True Lies. True Lies really. Yeah, I'm not, not going to argue no, listen, there. True Lies disillusioned me a, a lot recently. I watched it in the last couple like weeks. You're just getting big time. you got to have a positive movie viewing experience, man. <sighs> So I really? used to love Arnold. I, I, Arnold, okay, Terminator 2, 
Total Recall, Predator, Running Man. Those were fantastic films. He played a great role in them. True Lies I always held in a high esteem, high above the rest of them, like it was top echelon, highest tier of Arnold films. I watched it recently. It was terrible. He's bad. He's bad in it. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's a terrible actor. Yeah. As high in esteem as I held him. Kindergarten Cop, Last Action Hero, the uh, the satire that the director thrust on him in those films mm-hmm. doesn't apply to his acting. It doesn't. His acting is terrible. Which I think He's makes awful. the satire better. I you think say so. I mean, I like those movies. Eraser was bad. True Lies was tolerable. Sabotage was okay. And here's why Sabotage was okay. Because you put a guy... It, it, it's, it's very meta. But the fact that you put a guy who's so bad an actor, mm-hmm. so bad, so just abhorrently awful an actor, into a film that requires... At least a Keanu Reeves level of talent. Right. Am I right? I suppose. Street Kings was de- was very decent uh-huh. and very uh, uh, tolerable genre film of a uh, cop, convoluted, corrupt. Right, right. There's a certain genre where that fits. Right. And the actors are very decent. In most cases, they have a lot of actors who are above their pay grade working in them. Sure. And the main guy is some piece of trash like Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is below that pay grade at this point. At some point, he wasn't. At some point, he was the very highest. Right. If you had action movie uh, tier, he would be the very top. Uh, Bill Simmons, the Grantland writer, ESPN writer, very recently came out with a, a, a column about the action hero uh, belt. Right. Like WWE belt type right. deal. And... Something he uh, made up that he just wants to give to whoever he He, he, he made it up, but, but he uh, gave a very... Convincing well, sure. thing for each year. He has, so he has logic to it. The, the the longest person was like a four year period. Schwarzenegger won multiple year periods. Stallone, Any Stallone years? Uh, yes, many, yes. Stallone won a couple periods. Uh, Vin Diesel, of all people, won a, a pretty long period very not, recently. Not, 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 no, no, very recently he did. And then after him, Liam Neeson, which only makes sense. Course, He's yeah. had several films in a row. There's been no one since he, Is he doing most of this based on box office then? No. Just on his own, own his opinions. Own opinions. Okay. Uh, mixed, and it started in like 1980, so it was very sure. early on, and it, it involved uh, Mel Gibson, Stallone, Bruce Willis every, probably. Yeah, uh, Van Damme, Jackie Chan, everyone involved. In the U.S.? Ja- Jackie Chan ever won. He was, yeah. was runner-up several times. It was U.S.-based. The Schwarzenegger thing, there are several films that he was put in that are phenomenal sci-fi, horror, whatever films uh, that he was not qualified to be in. Like Total Recall. Total Recall. Terminator 2. Terminator 1, probably. I think he was good in Terminator 2. He was good when he played the he was robot. Fine. He know? was fine in it. He was fine in it. Terminator 1, he was excellent in. I think Terminator 1 is, a, is an inferior film to 2. Based on the writing, the plot, Terminator Two is very smart. A very, yeah. very smart. Well, it's film. a more matured yes. uh, Cameron. And then True Lies was after all of those. Yeah. So in retrospect, I would think that it would be a more mature film than both those, but it was not. Well, it, was, it was also a it was a James comedy. Bond film. It was it's a James a Bond. It's a James too, Bond yeah. comedy, basically. Yeah. And they don't treat any of the death seriously. Nothing is taken seriously in it. I mean, a nuke goes off, and it kind of doesn't matter. Exactly. Which is exactly like, yeah eerie. So that's all fine. If it was someone other than Schwarzenegger in it, I, I could see it that film being elevated to a very high status. But it's not. It's, right. it's it, and it was lowered to his level. He was great in it. Here, here's the thing about Schwarzenegger. I've noticed watching him recently. So I've watched. He can act. Right. His face. His face is cut. So that it looks fantastic. His face looks fantastic. Not a, when, when not a he, weathering to it now. When he acts, he looks like he's retarded. Because despite the fact that he has prominent brows and cheekbones and a jutting chin right. and all those things that would make someone very handsome classically, he's an idiot. Right? <laughs> he's a German-Austrian idiot who happened to come to America. He's not that smart to begin with. He's, he belts out some lines phonetically. He looks like a moron. And when he gets upset... So there, were, there was some uh, interesting uh, articles after Paul Walker died. Paul Walker 
is no one's favorite actor by right. any means. But the roles in which he played someone who was terrified for his life and scrambling yeah. to save somebody, he did phenomenally. Because he could play scared. Yeah. He could play scared very well. So, running scared. Uh, the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, Joyride. The things in which he played someone who was... Uh, fiercely afraid for his position or the position of those around them. He right. played a fanatical, angry, frightened person very well. Schwarzenegger, no matter what happens to him, he can if he if he's looking very cool and calm, he looks fantastic, and he looks like a very cut, angry, uh, menacing person. Right. And yeah. as soon as he looks scared, he looks retarded. And the fact that Verhoeven, of all people, mm-hmm. who wouldn't care what his actor looked like. Took his face and all the scenes in which he needed an Arnold clone or an Arnold robot mm-hmm. to do certain things with his face. Like, for instance, the Arnold robot who was trying to pull the bomb out of his nose. Yeah. The Arnold robot whose eyes were about to pop out of his head on Mars. Mm-hmm. The Arnold robot whose face was turning into multiple things while there was the lady whose bomb was yeah. behind the head when he first got into the airport or whatever. Yeah, right, right. He looked ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like a moron. He's a gap-toothed, idiotic moron. Right. So, if you took away the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger, the very handsome, dapper, massive, muscle-bound governor-slash-bodybuilder-slash-actor, if you took away the fact that he was in movies, he'd be a very handsome, uh, uh, debonair, striking person with his cheekbones and everything like that. You put him in a movie, like Total Recall, and he looks like a moron. He looks like an idiot. So you put him in a movie where he has to play that up, and he looks just so stupid. A racer. He looks awful. Multiple times in the movie, he's digging things out of his arms yeah. or his legs. He's yeah. got shards in him. Yeah. And he's angry. And he's going, ah, Any movie where he has to go, ah, Any time where he has to do that multiple times, it's a failure. For him, personally. Okay. Not for the movie. Sabotage? He doesn't have that. He, he just, he seems like a Nazi. He's got the Nazi haircut. He's got uh, graying hair around the temples mm-hmm. and the ears, around the backside. And he doesn't play prominently in any of the acts except for someone who appears. And there's a twist at the end. It's yeah. not really a twist. It's kind of a, kind of a twist. It's not really a twist. This is a perfect movie for Arnold. He should be put in movies like this all the time. This movie was about somebody who wrote something based on a certain type of... Uh, Job, the mm-hmm. job. Movies about the job. The people who inhibit the job, inhabit the job. Right. And Arnold happened to be someone who kind of fit the role a little bit, though he still spoke Austrian. To their credit, they didn't explain that. Right. Movies where they explain that he came from Austria or Germany mm-hmm. or whatever else. In Kindergarten Cop, it was okay. Any other time, it's ridiculous. Here's the one thing. The most accurate. Okay, so people appreciate him most in Terminator. Terminator 2. Okay. Right? Well, I, I think Terminator 2. I don't know if there's as much love for Terminator 1. There is. There, there really is. Trust me. I, I, I've i never liked Terminator 1 as, as much, and I've gotten uh, more feedback for that film than any other he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. Commando is maybe the most natural for him, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Terminator 1 and 2. Tell me what's wrong with him being a robot sent back to the American... <laughs> whatever what's wrong with him being a robot being sent back to the american 1980s and 90s tell me what's wrong with, with that the accent you mean the accent yeah why on earth would they send an austrian accented robot back i think i think the the, the, the only argument i can think of is just that he's trying to speak so robotically there's that no just argument kind of sounds there's strange. no argument and and cameron's a genius cameron every every movie he did well He's done better than anybody. He yeah. did. Look, look. Titanic sucks. But he made a billion dollars making Titanic. Avatar? Avatar sucks. Sucks so bad. <laughs> and he made a billion, a billion dollars making Avatar. Right. Am I right? The Abyss. The Abyss. It didn't make a billion dollars. Did Ed Harris. Did it a bath on The Abyss? I think it took a bath on it. It, took a, it cost a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But True Lies. Aliens. Terminator 1, 2, the guy has made 
well, phenomenal films throughout yeah, his career. Right, yeah, but, but but I think, I mean, it's weird. You, I mean, you, you started with the ones that made a lot of money and weren't as good. But something like Aliens is kind of like... Aliens, it's a lot of people's favorite Aliens movies. is considered everybody's favorite. So, everything in the action genre, people point to Aliens, even though it's not an action film. It's totally in an action sci-fi film. sci-fi genre, people point uh, to Aliens, it's not a sci-fi film. You know, you know what I mean? The horror. It's in between. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's a horror film, it's sci-fi, it's action, it's in between all of them. He made the perfect storm of a movie right. that had no stars. Not at the time. I mean, was Sigourney Weaver kind of big at the moment? Maybe what little? had she been in? Alien One. Wouldn't well, no, that, that was, was it. that was almost an Alien One was a genre that. film yeah, by, right. by far. That, that's an art house film. There's no, no reason why that movie should have been more successful than it was, and it was successful to the point where it spawned sequels. Yeah. It made a career out of franchise uh, yeah. people who involved with it, but that was it. So the fact that. James Cameron was able to latch onto that and make an, an entire franchise out of it. I mean, he made the franchise. I mean, anyone else could have made a, a second movie, might have not done as well. I don't know. He did very well. Paul Reiser. Mm-hmm. That's the person I think of when I think of aliens. That's a good point, yeah. You know what I mean? That's strange casting. It's strange casting, at least. It works in that movie, though, in a weird way. He kind of works there. He, he tries to be sympathetic. Not, nothing doesn't work in the film. Yeah. Nothing doesn't work. It's so different. Here, here's the thing. If you take a very popular film, take, a, take a, a film that blows people away, and then you make a sequel, and it's an entirely different genre. Right. How often does that succeed? Never. I don't know in how this, often that happens. In this case, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen yeah. ever. So it, it was gutsy calling. It was gutsy direction. It was... Uh, gutsy casting. It is, except if, if you really think about the ultimate pitch, it's like, so in the first one there was one, now there's a bunch, sure, and there's sure. more guys with guns. Yeah, and then you just say that, and someone's like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's do right. that. Sure, makes but sense. if you had given that to, uh, well, no, right. to Ridley it Scott, it gotten off, Ridley gotten Scott weird. wouldn't necessarily have done the same thing. No, and, he and you know, you know, we saw what he would do. He as, would do Prometheus. As much, <laughs> yeah, as much as he has done with certain things. For anyone to say that Ridley Scott is their favorite director, okay, he made Gladiator. I've seen Gladiator like five times. It's terrible. It's not that great. It's awful. I, how I did it win Best Picture? I don't know. It was a Alien. Alien is one of my top five films. It's phenomenal. I love sure. it. Blade Runner is really fantastic. Blade yeah. Runner is a fantastic sci-fi film. It's genre-specific. It has a very particular uh, theme and tone. It has to an it. intense amount of craft into it. It, it really does. One of the, it's one, in a weird kind of sad way. It's one of the, there was a tiny window when they were doing science fiction that they invested that much into. Yeah. And before before then, the technologies and everything else evolved and changed. So really, I mean, the fact that he he got to make two movies in that window of time. Yes, and if absolutely. you count, if you count, a lot of people don't like Legend, but if you count that as another thing, like a, like a fantasy movie, Here, here's the thing. it's it, it's considered kind of that he that made to, that he got to make such massive budgeted films. Right, after yeah. those, Alien was not a huge budget. Legend was not a huge budget. Uh, Blade Runner was not a huge budget which is weird because these days if you make a film I mean uh, who made uh, uh, Supernova I don't know Ron Shelton who was it it, was, it wasn't Ron Shelton it was Walter Hill Walter Hill okay so you put massive names to movies with anything that's a sci-fi or whatever genre these days because you don't trust it because back in the day you could give somebody five million dollars and ask them to make a sci-fi film. They would do something inventive and creative and whatever. And now it's like $70 million. Yeah. And you have to give it to a name. They don't know what to do with it because they're all 70 years old. There's nobody who's new. Or or you give it to, like, I mean, the Godzilla is somebody new. Who's that? I don't know, but I know it's that not someone I know. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that, seen that trailer before. I'm, I'm curious. I'm definitely... Excited. <sighs> I, I want to like Godzilla, you know? I wanted to like the old one, too, the Roland Emmerich so one, bad. but it was taught terrible. Roland Emmerich was awful. Yeah. It was, the fact that anyone... I didn't know enough decent. about... Yeah, I didn't Roland know Emmerich enough. Roland Emmerich directed, uh, what, Universal Soldier? Uh, Moon 88. Independence Day. Independence Day. Uh, he did that one with Mel Gibson where he threw pa- tomahawks at people. Patriot. Yeah, Patriot. That's right. He did Stargate. Stargate. Which I really want to like, Stargate and every is, now, Stargate's like pumpkin pie. Star- every now and again, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll check it out, wanting to like it more, Star- and then realize it's not that. Stargate good. is decent. 
It's like, oh, I'll have it. Let me try it. I think it's good, right? I like parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just always fall short. Um, he did 10,000 BC. He did uh, the, the day after tomorrow. 2012. 2012, yeah. Uh, Big disaster -y stuff. Who did Pompeii? That just came out, right? Isn't that Paul W.S. Anderson? Yeah. Who did... Uh, he did... That Shakespeare one. Oh, right, he did. What was it called? It was, it was about how the Shakespeare did... The death of Shakespeare or No, something. it wasn't... It was uh, uh, Reese Ephons. Yeah. And he wasn't Shakespeare. He was the other guy. He was Marlowe? It wasn't Marlowe. It was somebody else. And oh. he wrote them, and it caused a big riot in London. It was oh, about my God. That. And people were like, Roland Emmerich, really? Yeah. And for a while, he was that deal, like, with uh, Bruckheimer and uh, Don Simpson, mm -hmm. where they combined to make everything. Mm -hmm. Don Simpson died, so Bruckheimer had to go on alone. Yeah. But, but Roland Emlich and Dean Devlin, Dean Devlin made everything together for a while. Yeah. And then after their most successful film, Bruck, uh, Emmerich dumped Devlin maybe without him dying. Maybe a mistake. Don Simpson. Dean Devlin starts with a D. Making you connecting some pretty scary dots. What there. does Devlin do these days? Is he dead? Is Devlin dead? Don Simpson, Dean Devlin, dead? Only time will tell. So back to sabotage. <sighs> you kill me with this stuff. Every, <laughs> every time I try to uh, produce something clever for your podcast, you yeah, you got it there. I didn't, I didn't get anything. I produced something, you, you you crap on it. I didn't crap on it. You pulled it on your pants and you crapped on it. Listen, I brought a flask to this movie. Yes, you did. I brought a flask you, to the film Sabotage. Directed and written by David Ayer, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, of all people. And James Wor Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. I didn't recognize him until about ten minutes yeah. in the film. And then the... Um, the, uh, the Joe Mantelliano. The, 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 the lady from The Killing was the psycho. Yeah, she sucked. She's awful. Joe Mantle, who was be. one of the strippers in Magic Mike. I didn't see Magic Mike. Uh, Terrence Howard, Terrence who Howard. professed long ago not to be any shit anymore. Not to be any crappy movies anymore. That's a bad thing And to he say. was in this, right? He was like, I'm not going to need your garbage he stuff he anymore. I'm better than that. He should have just taken like scale or whatever they offered him for Iron Man 2. He, he turned down Iron Man 2. What an idiot. I think they were just butt rock fucking him on the pay, and he no, was like, I no, 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 no. Any working actor who what working actor was, who, this was who just, had a ten minute yeah. a ten minute runtime in a Marvel film would be like no yeah. if you don't give me seven no million one, dollars in the, the second film that was the, I won't be in it. That was the first one, though. You have to admit, I think he he's he's the only one that will ever make that mistake. Is what I'm saying. No, he's not. He's not. Because Zachary Levi played the swashbuckling right, that Flynn other British guy, guy in the second Thor movie. Well, yeah, but we already established that he was offered it the first time and couldn't, so it was already there. It doesn't for him. matter. No, no, the other it doesn't guy matter. But the guy who took it the, the first time didn't get the guy who jumped onto it the first time probably, was like, "Hell yeah, I'll do this." He probably didn't get the second time around. There was a second movie he was already obliged to. And no, he was like, oh, that's I probably not the case. No, that was the case. Zachary was obliged. Obliged to it, right? Then he's off. To Listen, the one. I watch Tangled every day. My children are the age where well, you have to watch Tangled, watch Tangled all the time. And Zachary pretty soon it'll be Frozen. Huh? He's so. Oh, I hope I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. They watch Tangled all the time. Tangled and Frozen, by the way, uh, they tie into each other. There's a scene in Frozen where uh, Flynn Rider, played by Zachary Levi, and uh, Rapunzel. Right. So played by is, Taylor Swift, appear at the wedding oh. of the Frozen characters. So they're in the same time frame. And there's an interesting... They're doing the Marvel movie thing with the Disney yes, movies and now? There's an interesting because Disney theory. owns Marvel? Yes, there's an interesting oh theory about it. So, uh, Tangled is set in the German Empire. Like, they actually like give it a real place? It's called something else, but right. it's set in Germany. Because Rapunzel... Rapunzel Was it a German yeah. thing? Yes. Okay. Uh... Uh, Frozen is set in Sweden, something above the Northern Sea. Probably that'd be higher than Sweden. And here's the like Finland or here's something. the uh, Denmark. Here's the nerdy thing, right now. Right. So in the beginning of Frozen, I haven't seen it, but this is what I hear. Uh, the Frozen characters, girls, their parents are king and queen. Right. They are going down to a wedding, 
and they are killed in a shipwreck. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoiler alert for Frozen. Yes. So the theory is, uh, later on, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, who are uh, princess and prince-to-be of the German country, come up to the wedding of the Swedish people later, mm-hmm. after the parents have died. The shipwreck is supposedly happens right outside of uh, uh, the Netherlands, right? Which is right in between those two. Now, what's happening there? The next movie? No, what is it going to no. be Little Mermaid? And Prince Eric, have you ever seen the Little Mermaid? I've seen that? That's a million years Little, ago. So the shipwreck that Ariel is digging around in and finds stuff in and brings up is apparently, according to this theory, the frozen parents. The frozen parents. And so it links into that. So it's all part of the same. It's all part of the same time frame. So that's three the of them. Thing. That's three of them right there. Is that Norway, ends? Sweden, is that Germany. Ends? So far, that's it. So far, if they can find more, uh, uh, who knows where Beauty and the Beast fits in? They'll find a way. Right. It would have to be all those ones with like the the European mythos and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't Brothers be like Grimm. But you're not going to connect Thomas like Christian Lion Anderson. King to these. No, that's African. Yeah. yeah. And it's fake. As opposed to the other ones, which are canon. Right. I understand. Yes. <laughs> Lore. Back to David Ayer. So, Street Kings mm-hmm. is about an alcoholic, uh, corrupt cop. Well, a DEA agent. He's a fed, remember. That's important. In Street Kings? Oh, not in Street Kings. You're no. right. Is he an alcoholic he's, in Street he's Kings? He's an LAPD. Yes. He starts, oh. he starts, he wakes up, and he pukes. And he goes to the liquor store and he buys a bunch of those little bottles. Oh, the little ones. And he drinks them. And he goes to meet a bunch of uh, Vietnamese or Chinese guys. Right. Or gangbangers. They were Asian gang. And he kills them. And he takes the girls out of their drunk. Right. And then he goes to the place where they got them from. And he kills a bunch of people there. And he becomes a hero because he saved a bunch of girls who were being kidnapped. Right. But it turns out he did it because of illegal this, illegal that, drunk this, drunk that. And so he can't claim any of it. And then... Terry Crews. Yeah. Because of his guilt, he turns on the bad guys, uh, Forrest Whitaker, etc., who are perpetrating bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. So David Ayer, despite the fact that all most of his films have been... Uh, I think he, he also wrote um, Below or U571, one of the two. Interesting. He started out because he was a Navy guy. He was a Navy or military guy. He was not an LAPD guy. Oh, okay. However, he started investigating the LAPD for, for one of the scripts. And because of that one script, he did Dark Blue. He did, which is fantastic. That's a Ron Sheldon film. That's really good. Um, and then all those other ones are all LAPD films. Training Day, Street Kings, etc. Like, uh, you know, he's like five of them that are And LAPD then the tax films. breaks in, in, in the South. So now everyone's doing stuff in New Orleans and Georgia. So, right? Name one. What? What's one that he did on there? That he did? Yeah. No, well, this one is the one he did in Georgia. I'm just saying that now that was that's LA. what everyone's doing. No, that was not LA. It was Georgia? She said it's Georgia at one point. The cops, but plus, Prove it. like, Prove LA, it. LA doesn't have, like, like, landscape like that. What landscape? All that, like, weird rural suburby stuff. No, uh, Sabotage is set in Georgia, dude. She's kind of trying to do that Georgian accent, but, like you said, she's Welsh or something. Rushmore Lady, who I liked a lot in this movie. I thought I would rather see like a TV show about her character because I liked her character. Like I said, this movie's a train wreck, but there's some good parts. There's some funny dialogue. There's some just kind of, I mean, there's some, he does some weird kind of editing things a couple of times. Like he does like the uh, Silence of the Lambs editing thing at one point, you know, where you think two things are happening at the same time at the same place and they aren't necessarily happening at the same time or really the same place but kind of essentially it's the same place but yeah so that's why like I can't completely disregard the movie are you done? yeah that's my my whole take on it I'm done but you were leading up to the fact that like it's all LA except for this one or you did you lose all steam because you still thought it was LA? I don't know I don't know (laughs) your whole world's upside down David Ayer made a movie it wasn't set in LA it was set in LA it had to be. They were all set in L.A. Okay. For purposes of the podcast. LAPD. Yes. Was it not? Well, Jeff Phillips will handle this for us, right? I don't want him to have to. 
You know, I feel bad. <laughs> we rely on him too much. I feel bad. There we go. Thanks. Thanks again, Jeff. Well, see, I was looking for the LA thing too, and then it just didn't match the way it looked, and I started thinking, was well, this New Orleans again? Because there's a big no studio. Why would it matter? It's LA. You mean like they'd shoot it in New Orleans and all call, it, call it LA? No, all cop stuff is LA. You ever seen uh, the Thin Blue Line? The documentary that Earl Morris did. Yeah, maybe. Which was the one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? That was that was uh, Blue Steel. Yeah, with her, have you seen her, that? Her, her and uh, have you seen that? Ron Silver. Yes, uh, I've seen bits of it. Have you seen? Uh, mm, the Rookie? Yes, I like The Rookie. That's seen, a great one. Have you seen... Uh, <laughs> Callahan uh, and which Charles. Is, which is the one with uh, James Woods and Michael J. Fox. Oh, I got that. The Hard Way. The Hard Way. Have you seen The Hard Way? I'm sure that's New York. Have you seen... No, it's not. It's L.A. It's Hollywood. That's the point. It's Hollywood. Okay. I got that on my Netflix review. <sighs> Can't wait. One of these days. Every cop film is at least, if it's not set in New York, which only a few are, it's set in California. Dirty Harry, San Francisco. Everything mm-hmm. else, L.A. Bull- Bullet, San Francisco. Okay. Dirty Harry and Bullet, San Francisco. Everything else, L.A. Right. French Connection, L.A. <laughs> you know that's not true. It's not true. Everything except for the French Connection, Dirty Harry, Bullet. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Everything set in New York. <laughs> everything except for those is set in L.A. The Barney Miller movie that's an action comedy. Die Hard 1? <laughs> set in L.A. Good. Set in L.A. There are two D.C. Two is uh, D.C. Three yeah. is New York. Four is who cares. Four doesn't matter. Five, five doesn't is, matter. Is, is, is it's our, irrelevant. Five is our good friends in the, in the uh, USSR, former Russia. Back in the USSR. I don't know how lucky they are. What are we talking about? <laughs> you were making an argument for sabotage being a three, and I'm saying it's a two, and I think there's that that's about the extent of it. Listen, okay. Let's name all the David Ayer films. We did that already. Let's do it again. Street Kings. Street Kings. Harsh Times. Which I haven't seen, so I can't say anything about it. Harsh Times is pretty good. Uh End of Watch. End of Watch. Training Day, you wrote. It's training Day. He only, he's only really directed a few, huh? Because he's, he's directed like more. three films. Yeah, so we named those three. You named uh, Dark Blue. Training Day, Dark Blue. Okay, so this is easily the worst of his films. You're right. Mm-hmm. However, right. it's a three out of five. There you go. It's, it's got an interesting plot with LAPD slash DEA slash somebody involved... Uh, camaraderie and interplay and the they're all, they're all despicable though there's nothing really that great about it there's not they're not like lovable what was like, their what was their what was their lovable about the people in, in street kings there really wasn't much but what about in training day but there was like more what about in training day to it in training day he was like just a guy learning how to be a cop so you could kind of associate with the ethan hawk character right no, but nobody can see that I did that. It's not even that You funny. did the ear thing? Like you couldn't hear? Like you I did, I did the ear thing. I couldn't hear what you were saying. It's a three out of five. Okay. It's a three you out of five. First. It's a three first. out of five. David Ayer cannot make a film that involves cops or DEA or... Other people who carry guns right. without it being at least a three out of five. Name another film of his that was less than a three out of five. Well, I honest to, to my discredit, I have not seen Dark Blue, which I really want to see. Dark Blue is fantastic. And I have not seen Harsh Times. Dark Blue is a uh, is a character study. Yeah, I think I'm going to like it a lot. It's a Ron Shelton film. Ron Shelton has only ever made baseball movies, right? Uh, no, he, he also made. Uh, He's a sports guy, really. Mostly, right? No, he didn't make baseball. He made Bull Durham, which is not a baseball film. Isn't that a baseball movie? Yes. Okay. He made Tin Cup, which <laughs> is a, a golf movie. He made movies where people swing things. Yeah. Ron Shelton's very good. Uh, Dark Blue is very good. 
he made deep blue. He, per- made- he made perfect blue. Wait, isn't Perfect Blue the Satoshi Khan movie? That's very good, too. That's a good one. Yes. That is a good one. I should rewatch that. Maybe it's out on Blu-ray. That'd be great. It might be. It might be. It'd be worth getting. You know, that was uh, the movie was boosted greatly. My Ebert. An- no, an- anime in general was boosted greatly by Roger Ebert's uh, careful... Like, taking it seriously specific, enough. Specific, serious... Uh, yeah is his real reaction to Perfect Blue. What do you think about that? Go ahead. Go! We talked about it before, yeah. No, we have not. Well, I mean, there's... You like that movie? Yeah, I do. I like most of Satoshi Khan's movies. Most of. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I, like, I like all He of made, them. like, three movies, so no, most of. Like Go! Well, I mean, Millennium Actress isn't something I would like. Paprika. Like Go! Paprika, I own. It's a lot of fun. It's a... It would be better as a series. I would have preferred if Paprika was a series and, uh... If, if you had to pick and swap, and uh, if Paranoid Agent was just a movie, I think Paranoid Agent would work fine in like an hour and a half, two I hours. I think Paranoid Agent was pretty good as a show. But it's, still, as a it's show. still good as a show, too. But it's just, it's got a lot of part, met, part mental stuff. Like the main plot and through line of Paranoid Agent could have just been a movie. Just like Paprika could have been had more interesting. You realize plot he had cancer, life. right? Yeah, lung cancer. He was a chain smoker. Died. He died. Athens. He died making those things. You know, he died making another movie. It sounds a lot like Paprika. It's not finished. It was another dream thing. Who's going to finish it? I don't know how finished it was or how that's going to work. Someone will finish it. Well, I mean, I'm sure legally with studios and stuff, yeah, it's going to have to be done, but who knows. So, anime stuff. I follow the anime people on Twitter. Right, yeah. All of them? Well, why does that amount to? You follow no, Paul? No, I don't. I follow like three people on Twitter who talk about anime. They, they love Kill la Kill. Yeah, that's the new... They love Titanfall. Guys. Well, they love, love Space Dandy. Talk yeah. about those. Go! Seen Go! Them. They're all on my lists, but I haven't seen any. I've got Space Dandy on my DVR, and I'm going to start watching it this summer. Okay. That's the Bebop guy. I'm going to do three Bebop guy movies shows together. What else did you do? Well, uh, he, he did a, a short little show about kids playing in a band and jazz band of the 60s. I heard about that one. I own that, so I heard I'm going to okay. watch that. Yeah. So there's that, and then I'll probably be watching Bebop too. Yeah. <sighs> and and Space Dandy in there. What else? Those, that's three. Okay, that's Kill a Kill. Go! I don't know anything about it. It's, it's the guy who made Gurren Lagann. It's, I think it's the company. Dead Leaves. The guy too, yeah. It's the same director. See, okay, right. Well, um, I, all I know about that is it looks like it's some kind of a like... It's supposed to be the greatest thing it's ever. It's supposed to be like a... Supposedly... It's like fight... No, not fight club. Supposedly, like a, like a school club thing. Supposedly, I hate that genre of high school set. Supposedly, right. it's the greatest thing ever, and everybody says it's the greatest thing. It ever. depends on what you're looking for. It's the anime. greatest thing ever. I mean, like I don't know. I I feel like what is this? Seventy five South. Seventy five. Yeah. Blended whiskey. It's <laughs> a callback, right? I think that's the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds. The rule of threes in comedy. Crikey. That was your third. So. So that's that. That's okay. all I can speak to. And then, uh, I mean, Attack on Titan, which was by who? I won't, I don't know. It's something somebody kind of knew. Another fam- no, no, another famous person. I don't know about that. It's supposed to be good. It. It's supposed to be very good. Um, very it's good. On, it's on Netflix now. And? You've watched how many of them? I haven't watched any of it yet. Because what? I just have got a lot of shows. I've yeah, you've got a lot of shows. shows. You watched a lot of Barney Miller. I watched you watched movie. a lot of Empty Nest. You Empty watched Nest. Dear John. Dear John. <laughs> All the worst shows. Uh, you watched Single Guy, Caroline in the City. What do you watch? Well, it's Golden Age of TV. In the summer, I think I'll be watching more shows because I won't have like Justified and Americans and uh, Hannibal and all sorts of other proper TV shows. And I mean, I am, to my credit, I am watching. I'm watching two new anime shows now. I'm watching the uh, Last Exile sequel and Tiger and Bunny. I'm always a few years behind, and I'm okay with that. You know, you kind of let, let see where the see where the, the seas settle on things. If you generally if you hear a lot of talk in the positive about a show, it's worth checking out eventually. You kind of have to like see where it goes, though. Tiger and Bunny's been pretty good so far. Hasn't been great, but I mean, it's it's been what I want whenever I see a comedy that's an anime because they can go really in the wrong direction in my opinion I'm not really keen on just goofy stuff I mean Shin-Chan is one thing but I don't want to see like a highly polished 
like awesome action director waste a bunch of time doing something like Shin Chan, even right. if it's funny. Which is why I'm nervous about Space Dandy. It's like, really? This guy did nothing for like eight years. Then he did a show that was very serious. I'm not serious, but it seems very dramatic and kind of slice of lifey, which I'm sure will be a good the show. The jazz show. The jazz show. Right. Um, and then he turn, does this, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm trepidatious. Who are oh, you to doubt? I'm not, I'm just. What a just, genius I'm not wants to do. It. Who are you to doubt that? Huh? Hmm? I'm not you that. shaved your head? Well. You got a little. You got the stubble going on. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, nerd glasses. They're just my glasses. Yeah. They're not. They're not like uh, based on anything. They're not like. Do I look like somebody in the in the in the pop culture sphere now? Tell you what. Do I need like a, a kerchief? Who, who I'm interested in? The stuff I want to watch recently. Right. I want to watch cartoons by Fritz Freeling. Okay. And Chuck Jones. I, I can see that. And uh, Chuck Jones is solid. Tex Avery. Tex, Tex Avery. Avery. Yeah. Fritz Freeling. Mm-hmm. Tex Avery. Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. Tex Avery. Fritz Freeling. Tex Avery. Chuck Jones. Fritz Freeling. That's the order. That's the way to do it. <laughs> you worked it out. Which one did Fritz Friedlieb do? Was he just part of that group? He was the extremely violent one. Oh, okay. I thought that was Tex Avery. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were all very violent. <laughs> well, all... I think I think that um, that Jones is known for just like having this like another Chuck like, Jones layer had a, of kind of no. Dark Chuck Jones had a stuff. really phenomenal uh, like sense of sense irony. animation. Yeah, his animation true. was phenomenal, and his his uh, picturesque quality and the lines and everything. He was very known for. He had a very. Uh, there was a late 60s Disney-esque look to him. I think he came from that. Right. Him, Bill Pete, uh, uh, Bill Keen, whose son was Glenn Keen, who's now an executive producer for Disney. Oh, wow. All those people uh, had certain like sketchy lines that Disney adapted, and the, most of those came from Chuck Jones. Oh, okay. Chuck Jones, J- mind not you. Jack Jones. Not Chuck Jones. Not Chuck Jones. Not Jack Dodgers. Chuck Jones. Yeah. Okay. Uh I have the, I'll, I'll tell I have you what. the golden collection of the first volume of the What I mostly watch these days is kids' films. Right. So if you want to ask me... Some Batman animated series. If you want to ask me about some... There's dream, a winner in there. DreamWorks films. A winner in there. And what? In the, your, I brought, your, I brought you a, Dark a Knight. A paper bag? I brought you Dark Knight Returns. There's a paper bag, and it's next to... Uh, a printer. A thing of uh, printer cartridges. Yeah. That's the printer. It came with a cartridge. Good luck. <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. You were talking Luke, about watching kids' cartoons. My partner Luke says that the film. Uh, Your writing partner Luke, just to clarify, we have to do that. My sexual partner in the Luke. 21st century. My sexual partner. That term Luke has kind of become a little ubiquitous. That. Here we go. Is he going to name some kids' movie? Luke. Are Luke. you talking about the Lego Movie now? This would be a good transition to Lego Movie. You he saw that, says. Right? That the film Cheap Thrills is right. phenomenal. I've heard that it's okay. Cheap Thrills with um, what is it? David Ketchner, Ketchner, yeah. yeah, or Ketchner, if, yeah. if you prefer. The rich people pay people, but uh, that need like rent money, money to do stupid stuff, and it escalates. So it, just, it sounds very dark and kind of yeah. unpleasant. I don't think I'd want to watch. He I said, feel good he said it was the first it. movie he watched in a long time where he felt jealous. And that's usually the sign that he, of all people, thinks it's a great film. What is this? <laughs> 75 South. Blended whiskey. I feel like I should just adapt this into a stage play at this point. <laughs> Tennessee Williams. Tennessee Williams. I don't think it would. Ha- it doesn't have enough gentleman callers to be Tennessee no, Williams. No, there's no gentleman calls around here. If anything, there's uh, uh, awful slut young cheerleader callers. Really? That's what there's been in my life. Oh, because of work? Because of work. Listen. <laughs> Should why... we stop the recording now? No. Is this why, gonna... why do you meet anyone? Because of what you do. That's true. Where you are. Where you are. Who you know. I, uh, Where you go. At my best, when I had more hair, at my best, mm-hmm. I looked like uh, Matthew Willard. Are you... Uh... Are you whining about your best? You know what, what, what losers do, right? Yes. <laughs> you know what uh, winners do, right? Yeah, they go and uh, have sexual relations with the prom queen. Indeed. Yeah. 
Uh, what is this? 75 South. Percent <laughs> alcohol by volume. Proof. So you saw the Lego movie. You were talking about kids' movies. Lego, the Lego movie is phenomenal. So these guys, uh, Chris Lord and something Miller. Chris Lord they and something They did 21 Lord. Jump Street, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they did. And they wrote uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Right. And they wrote the story to, not the script to, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Okay. And then they wrote and directed the Lego film. Okay. Lego film was phenomenal. It was fantastically funny. It was light. It was breezy. Everything that happened into it. So first of all, the flack has been from people who don't like Save the Cat. Oh, which okay. is a lot of people. Most people don't like Save the Cat. If you know about Save the Cat, you don't you don't like it, right? So those who follow Save the Cat tend to get their stuff made. And things that get made tend to follow Save the Cat. So these guys make a film that follows beat for beat. Save the cat. Beat it's for a children's beat movie, yeah. All the way through. It's not just a children's movie, it's an action film. It's a prophecy film, it's a sci-fi film, it's whatever. However, it is phenomenally funny. It is. It, it plays on the tropes. It plays on the fact that it's Legos. It plays on the fact that it's a, it's a kid's movie. It plays on the fact that it's a comedy. It plays on the fact that there's sci-fi elements. It plays on the fact that it's playing with comedy nerd stuff. It plays on the fact that all the actors are comedy nerds. It's, uh, it was Chris Pratt. David Ar- Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Uh, what's his name? Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah. That actor. That guy. It was all those people. It was all those people. And it was fantastic. It was very, very, very funny. Uh, I did I'm not... I'm ex- on his name. I can't remember. Uh, his name is uh, Nick. Nick? Nick Offerman. Offerman. Thank you. It was, you? It was phenomenal. Was it was phenomenal. Effort. It was very funny. And uh, I did not expect any of it. I went into it expecting okay because I saw the trailer and the trailer was kind of funny. Yeah. And it blew me away. The whole thing blew me away. And I'm someone who, listen, you vouch for me right here. Vouch for me. You vouch for me. Just like your grandmother, I vouch for you, man. If I see something, (laughs) if I see something that looks like it's going to play to a certain demographic, I don't like it. Right? It's pandering. It's pandering. And this, the trailer pandered. Yeah, it was like, uh, and it and I watched the film. I did not get that. I good. laughed That's all good. the way through. It was it was the best movie, the best movie I've seen in probably probably since There Will Be Blood, No Country for Old Men. What about Llewellyn Davis? Better than that. Better than that. Yes. Okay. 